0: What are cryptocurrencies? Hey, hey, hey. What are NFTs? A non-fungible token. Time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin just seems like a scam. What's so what's so what's
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Under Ledger. This is your host Moel sayed back once again on your weekly rendezvous from Paris. Today, we've got another pretty interesting DeFi hot take. We'll be talking about One Inch, a decentralized exchange aggregator and automated market maker that saves you time and money. If this sounds like gibberish to you, don't worry, because we've got the perfect guests to take us by the hand and walk us through this fascinating DeFi path. I'm thrilled to welcome software engineer, CEO, and co founder of One Inch, Sergei Kunz. Hello, Sergey. Welcome to Underledger. How are you doing?
0: Hi, hi. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Sergey. Uh, nice to meet you all. And I have to add, uh, One Inch Network is a distributed network, decentralized protocols, and this is a decentralized pro- kind of a project uh, which is governed by a DAO. And there's no CEO, so I'm not the CEO of One Inch Network. It's not true. Okay. So I'm co-founder. I'm I'm someone who who uh, built over two nights with uh, no sleep the one Each, uh the first uh, protocol together with Anton Bukov, my co-founder, on ETH New York. And uh, now nowadays we have more than 70 contributors around the globe, independent contributors uh, in uh, multiple teams working on one Each network. So I'm just someone who is f- fully kind of committed to the to the network to the protocols uh, to the team and jumping from one team to another team and helping everyone.
1: I love that and thank you for the precision. We'll go into the governance at some point but it's it's good to also double down on the Difference between the Web2 roles and the Web3 roles. So, co founder of One Inch Network. I'm also very pleased to welcome Fabrice Dotria back on the show. Fabrice is Ledger's head of platform, uh, responsible for integrating a wide variety of projects within the Ledger ecosystem. How are you doing, Fabrice? Seems like the integrations just keep coming.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm very glad to be back. Uh, very excited to be uh, discussing uh, with uh, some members of the 1inch team today. Uh, and uh, yeah, happy to deep dive into the, the many differences uh, that exist between Web 2 and Web 3.
1: Yes. So because if our listeners didn't know, 1inch will very soon be available in Ledger Live. Uh, and that's exactly what we're going to explore. So fasten your seatbelts, because this is about to get interesting from Paris. This is On The Ledger, Season 2, Episode 5, 1inch, Ledger and the Future of DeFi. Here we go. So let's start with our not-so-stupid questions. Sergey. 1inch um, is described as a decentralized exchange aggregator and automated market maker. How would you simply explain that to the folks who are not familiar with DeFi?
0: Yeah, um... With Oneinch, just solve one one of the huge problems in DeFi space. We combine all liquidity sources into a single one, similar similar how Google solved the problem of uh, like aggregating all news or websites, and, uh, and there are also some some other aggregators, like for airplane tickets, for example. So it makes no sense to go to uh, every, every of these uh, uh, companies who sell. Uh, like uh airplane tickets uh like and uh offer, offer this service yeah um uh, it makes sense just to use the aggregator because you you get the best best rate best prices uh by using them and is the case in one inch uh case uh one inch network um uh, the the main part i would say it's aggregation right now there are other uh, protocols as well like our automated market maker like liquidity pool uh, it's a thing where you can just provide your liquidity and earn uh, some yield uh, based on the trades uh, generated from the fees. So money is not, not coming from nowhere; uh, money is generated uh, by using your liquidity for trades. Um, yeah, that's that's I guess a good explanation of one each.
1: So maybe I'd, I'd like to drill down on the automated market maker aspect because a lot of people don't understand what an automated market maker is um so maybe if you could give us an explanation about this sure uh
0: you can imagine it's like a, a a bank in in a format of a smart contract you just put your money into it and uh it generates you yield so right now in europe you don't get anything for for your money so you have to pay a negative interest rate but uh yeah in like early days like uh, like 20 years ago you 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 got some some yield on, on by depositing your money on the bank. Similarly here, this uh, no man in the middle, that there are no persons. Uh, so we eliminated uh, people uh, in, in between, middlemen. And uh, this just code. Yeah? Code is law, and it generates yield uh, based on on the on, on on series on, on facts. Yeah. and in the bank when you provide money you don't know what they do with them maybe they speculate and make uh i don't know losses and then close and you lose all your, all your money in a smart contract smart contract is a program which is running on virtual um uh, computer ethereum um and everything is transparent and uh very very uh, clear for everyone
1: that's fascinating the transparency aspect is of course one of the most the things that fascinates us the most Fabrice, would you add, add anything to that
2: no i i think uh i think everything was said um one thing that is very interesting in this um uh, aggregating uh topic is that if you remember in the past uh long time ago uh there was a lot of different uh, protocol that allows for decentralized trading, um, but there was not a single easy to use user interface where you can actually get a nice, uh, you know, uh, trade uh, availability uh, with every information you need in a in a single window and a and one click to actually perform the operation. So, from my perspective, um, services such a, a, as One Inch is are are actually helping. Um, people use DeFi products um, because they make it really easier uh, and they abstract the complexity of all the underlying logic, the smart contract and everything. You don't need to know uh, and you don't need to understand how that works to actually use the product. And that makes it really, really useful for uh, to bring new users to the
1: space. Interesting. So let me go back um, uh, in time a few years, uh, Sergey. In around 2019, you were still working in the uh, Web two world in the automotive industry uh, as a software en- engineer. How did One Inch come to life, and at what point did you decide to completely transition uh, to the realms of Web three?
0: So uh, my journey started already 2018, actually a little bit earlier like with mining a little bit so uh then i had my youtube channel and uh, met uh, anton True, a common friend uh it was like introduced through telegram and uh we started to participate on uh, uh, uh on uh, youtube we did live streams or uh, did security audits uh there i started already to jump into the three world uh before as a software engineer, I didn't really understand why smart contracts, uh, and it's it's uh, it's really really limited. Like lim- you're you're limited in uh, what you can build on the smart contracts. Um, and slowly, uh, I was onboarded by Anton through the security deeds on the live streams, uh, and uh, then I started to participate in hackathons around the globe from December two thousand eighteen uh participated on more than 15 hackathons one we won a lot of prizes, and we built everything we built a uh, decentralized video streaming platform for example in south africa um physical airdrops in, in paris at uh, 2019 uh we uh, introduced proof of concept to avi for flash loans back in 2019 also in paris um so Yeah, this 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 is my way here to Web three, and if I compare to to like when I was working for Porsche as uh, software software engineer, DevOps uh, senior engineer, and security expert, um, it's different world, completely different world. We have uh, Wild West uh, right now in DeFi. Everyone can became uh, Jeff Bezos. uh, and uh, everyone can build own startup just by building a prototype over two nights without uh, any sleep. So, yeah.
1: Interesting. And Fabrice, around that same time you were in charge of coin integrations at Ledger. Ledger was much younger than it is at the moment. Uh, A lot has changed since then. Um, How has it impacted your scope? Um, And what are the main differences? I remember last time you were on the podcast you compared the different integrations and I'm sure there's like a huge difference in between the integrations in 2019 and today?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, so I don't remember if it's in 2019 or 2018, but uh, a while ago we were mostly focused on, you know, building nano applications, um, having a lot of services uh, compatible with the Ledger Huddle wallets. And also we were, we were adding new blockchain support on Ledger Lite. That was mainly what we were working on. Um, at that time, proof of stake was uh, trendy. Uh, people wanted to generate yield with proof of stake. And there was this new thing uh, called DeFi. And And I remember we had a meetup at Ledger. Uh, someone from uh, one of Ledger co-founder actually uh, came from San Francisco and explained a bit what DeFi was. And he showed that to us. Uh, and we we're like, okay, that, that's never going to happen. It's way too complex. Uh, he showed us. I, I remember it was, I think, the MakerDAO portal he was trying to explain that you could create stuff and generate yield. And and actually, I didn't understand anything at the time. Um, I I thought, okay, this is not going to work. This is like reproducing traditional finance, but on the blockchain with really not a great UI, uh, complex user experience, a lot of bugs in smart contracts, nothing is proven. So it was really, really way too early. Um, And then, yes, I, I remember, I think it was a... At CC in paris uh after a while and it, that wasn't actually the moment i remember flash loan uh topic happened and by that time already you could see that some services were building stuff um, that are that were actually improving the user experience and um now DeFi for for people that don't know what it is is basically all the the services that you can do on blockchains that look kind of similar to what the traditional banking system offer, except they don't work the same way. Um, So for instance, you have lending protocols, but you have also exchanges. Uh, Decentralized exchanges is probably the the easiest use case. Um, And so on our side at Ledger, what, what did it change? Well, it changed everything because... Now that you have services, uh, you can actually use uh, a blockchain to do some things. Um, in the past, you could just hold the token, uh, maybe you know stake them or delegate them to in the hope to generate some yield. But now, what you can do is you can actually go and trade tokens. Uh, you can actually uh, deposit and borrow, and you can do much more things. And, and so, One Inch was an obvious case because uh, you know people want to trade and they want an easy to use user interface. So for us. Aggregating services that offer the best uh, best-in-class uh, DeFi service and user experience is a is a no-brainer.
1: That's fascinating, and it's actually it's actually quite surprising when you know we take DeFi for granted, but it's still so young and there are so many innovations happening uh, that uh, that it's actually it's actually a good thing to see so many innovations all while DeFi being so young at that moment. So let me dive a little bit more uh, into how One Inch functions. Um, one inch is designed to source liquidity from a variety of sources and discover the most efficient swap routes. If I'm not mistaken, Sergey, this is called the Pathfinder. It's your uh, algorithm. Um, so, what's that all about, and what benefits does it provide to the user?
0: So, uh, first, first of all, when we started uh, on the hackathon, we built a just simple algorithm. It was a dynamic one, which uh, was able to just split between sources for example when you swap like maybe Ethereum to you to die or to use you just uh, use the same markets on multiple uh, protocols and split it um, based on the math where it makes sense to swap how much to get the best rates because uh, depending on the amount uh, you, you get less than then uh, you swap a small small amount, yeah. Um, nowadays uh, we have a very complex algorithm. Uh, I came to this idea together with Anton, and I built first prototype on the couch of my sister <laughs> on the weekends, and um, we improved it over time. Um, and nowadays we uh, aggregate among markets. We have. We see each smart contract as a source. We have on Ethereum more than 25,000 smart contracts where we aggregate on. And we are able to build paths, uh, like multi-paths um, through multiple markets. For example, if you swap like 10 million, like 50 million dollars of Ethereum to, to DAI or to USDC, it makes sense to, to exchange a little bit uh, through WBTC market, Bitcoin market through uh, other tokens, um, kind kind of as a connector tokens, Um, just in single transaction atomically. And uh, with a super features of partial fill, that means if some of these paths, so it could be maybe three paths, uh, which just exchange your Ethereum to to stablecoin, and if one of these paths would fail, uh, we will, the, the protocol will return the part back to, to the to the user. It's it's right now a highly complex thing. Uh, we have a lot of servers which serve uh, the algorithm uh, because, like, there are a lot of arbiters, traders, a lot of integrations such as ledger as well, MetaMask, and um, yeah, and it computes uh, among more than twenty-five thousand sources it's very complicated right now but yeah it offers the best rates because we discover the whole liquidity in in, in the DeFi space on ethereum on Smart Chain, polygon op- optimism arbitrum and as soon as tk sync is releasing also as well there on layer two um yeah you you, you get the best rate proved by math And uh, we show also visual uh, how it looks like that we have multiple paths. Maybe somewhere we swap to only to double completely to
1: a connector token from that connector token. We jump to to an end token. Um, All right. Uh, I'll try to provide an analogy to simplify this and let me know if, if it makes sense. So we we said that uh, at the the beginning that one inch is basically like a kayak or an Expedia, so enabling you to travel from point A to point B. But you go a step further, so instead of finding the best uh, rate for traveling from point A to point B, it's as if you were actually finding it, but also uh, changing airlines in the middle to be able to find you the best rate at this phase of the, tri- of the trip. So if you were like a human that could jump from one airplane to another in a second, it would be like doing Paris Berlin, but in four airlines at the same time, jumping every few hundred kilometers from one airline to another like that. Is that, is that a correct and- way to, to kind of try and, and provide an imagery to the, what's happening with the technology?
0: It's a little bit more complex. So uh, you can imagine that you should also just split yourself, clone yourself (laughs) in multiple, like in 100 pieces. Yeah. And maybe 10 pieces of you will just go through, uh, uh, I don't know, Eurowings. The other part would go through, uh, I don't know, KLM. Okay. And uh, and the other part would drive maybe a car uh, from Paris, (laughs) uh, for example. And just uh, yeah, in between you change also the car multiple times. Yeah, you you get maybe a Porsche, you get maybe a, uh, a, a like W, then 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 a, then a Ferrari or whatever. Yeah, at, at the end you 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 are uh, yeah, uh,
1: you're safely in Berlin. Um, so basically, that's all about user benefits, just enabling people to you know save them time and save them money. And speaking of user benefits. Fabahis, it seems like user experience will be a key point in enabling DeFi mass adoption. You mentioned it at the beginning of our talk. And one of the things you've achieved is mitigating the risks associated with blind signing. First of all, it would be great to explain what blind signing is, because I know that a lot of people don't understand the concept behind blind signing. And then maybe walk us through how you're solving that issue with the variety of different dApps, integrations, and ledger live.
2: I, I, first of all, uh, to go back to the analogy that you guys uh, were mentioning, uh, I think it's a great analogy. Um, what's very interesting uh, is that the user don't actually see it. Uh, I mean, you can check it; you can go and see what happens on MeterScan and see all the trades that get executed and how your uh, your initial sell order is split into many different uh, sub, sub orders. I would say, um, but from a user perspective, when you use One Inch, you just Click on trade and so that's i mean that's magic that's uh that's the beauty of technology you don't need to know exactly how how it works um but you're right uh behind the scene uh it's fairly complex and behind the scene it's all about smart contract interaction so people are actually discussing uh with the smart contract and they do this on many different blockchain um ethereum polygon and and other um, Let's focus on Ethereum, maybe, just to, to, to clarify and explain what it means. Um, when, a, when a user, uh, whether it's a ledger user or any any blockchain user, uh, interacts with a smart contract, they actually send something to the contract and, and ask for the contract to perform an operation. The problem with this type of operation is it's difficult to properly explain to the end user what's happening. And so they end up signing an operation um, that they can't Really understand, or that they can't easily understand, because it's all about the underlying computer logic. So you have complex method names and parameters, and and for a normal user, that doesn't make any sense. First of all, and even if it could make sense, the actual way it works in the blockchain is that you will change all of this and and put it in a in a long string of characters that look like ABCDF123, and it can be quite long. So you don't actually know what you're what you're doing. Uh, and especially when you use a Ledger hardware wallet, um, because we support Ethereum transfer, uh, Ether transfer, ERC twenty transfer, but all the smart contract interaction, uh, there is no easy way to, to translate that into a single human language, because each smart contract is different. Um, so users end up blind signing, like you said, Mo. Uh, and what we call blind signing is basically this interaction with the contract that ends up on your device looking like A, B, C, D, F, one, two, three, and maybe it's even longer. And at the end, we ask you approve or reject, but you don't really know what you're doing, what you're approving. So that's why it's called blind signing. You're, you're effectively blind uh, signing this operation. And so you said that Ledger did something to improve this. Uh, as a matter of fact, we didn't. Uh, the One Inch team did all the work here. Uh, they, they built uh, what we call the plugin, but it's essentially a nano application. So they did it uh, entirely on their own. So congrats to them because uh, it was really not easy and we, we didn't have a proper documentation at the time. So they, they really uh, uh, deep dived into the topic. Uh, and so they built the, the One Inch plugin. So essentially, there is a dedicated uh, application on your Ledger hardware wallet. That is in charge of translating all the all the operation you do with the one inch smart contract into something that you can actually understand, and you will be able then to verify what you're actually doing. And so, from my perspective, it brings um, it brings two main advantages to to this uh, to this original situation. Now you have a complex uh, routing logic handled by one inch that is made easier to understand f- thanks to their uh, user interface that is that is fairly simple. At least when you keep it in the easy mode, um, and then you have the, the Ledger hardware Wallet that actually gives you uh, a proper, proper check on the device. You can see what you're doing, and so the combination of the two make it makes it not only more user friendly but also more secure because you know now you know you're interacting with One Inch. The application actually checks that. If if at some point you're not interacting with the right contract, the Nano will let you know. Um, but uh, you also now can check and verify what you're actually sending to the, to the, to the smart contract uh,
1: itself. That's interesting. So no need to trust people can verify. Um, exactly. I'd like to jump to another interesting topic uh, and something we actually mentioned right at the beginning of the conversation when I said CEO. Um, so last year, Oneinch issued a governance token that enables people to participate in deciding how the protocol is run. Um how does this work and how does it affect how the project is being run? Uh, you were saying at the beginning that Sergey you are a co-founder of of 1 inch, but you basically are one amongst many contributors uh who uh, are working on uh the evolution of what inch is becoming and what is it is going to become in the in the future. Um so yeah, maybe you could speak more to that.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, about uh, the release of the token. Uh, so, actually, the One Inch Foundation released the token, not uh, I, not Anton, or Zamon from our team. Um, so, we found a team which uh, wanted to support us, and they set up a, a Cayman Foundation uh, to release the token and to distribute the token uh, among the community and also. Still distributing among uh, grant participants, so this was a grant program. If someone would like to build something for One Inch Network or for the DeFi space, they can just apply and uh, can get some One Inch tokens for that. Um, yeah, the idea behind one each token was to introduce a new kind of uh, governance system. We call it instant governance. So you stake your one each tokens, and you directly can participate in, in the protocol settings. So you can watch for specific fee in the protocol. So for example, this um, liquidity protocol, automated market maker, where everyone can provide liquidity, but how much how much um, fee should be charged? Yeah, and which kind of fee should be set up? And these are questions which can can be set up and governed by by the DAO through instant governance. So you can just go and vote with your staked 1-inch tokens and um, the the protocol applies based based on weighted average um, uh, value. Uh, This was kind of first step. The second step was to introduce um, uh, also uh, more advanced governance. So where everyone can vote with staked 1-inch tokens. Uh, for proposals and uh very soon we are launching SafeSnap, snap based on gnosis uh, where also a treasury would be created and the the project can collect everything what 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 the DAO wants to collect um and the dao can decide what what's happen, what should happen with, with with these tokens or nfts or whatever else um yeah and we are looking for more people who participate uh, in the governance that's why also foundation distributed in the Christmas night uh, back to, uh, last year uh, a lot of one inch talks to those people who already use one inch and later uh, it, it was also a small distribution among other um, people. Uh, who, I guess, never used uh, one or something like that. So to to just attract people to stake and to participate in the the, the, the DAO DAO uh, concept is still an experimental thing. So we came to to a new approach and uh, extended with the traditional governance, what we see similar to other projects. Um, I guess it's in the future kind of a combination between those. Uh, so you should be able to participate directly and, and set maybe specific settings, fees or whatever else you want. Uh, and more complex things could be handled by discussions in the forums. I call it seven, seven rounds in hell on the governance forum.
1: That's fascinating. And I think, yeah, as you've said, DAO is still an experiment and it's it's great to see all these projects uh, having their own version of, of what a DAO is and trying to make the best out of it. Um, so, now that we've spoken about the past and the present, um, let's take a glimpse into the future. Sergey, it's fair to say that Anton and yourself uh, bootstrapped One Inch without initial external funding. Um, then funding came and it came big, uh, first with Binance, then Pantera. Um, first of all, how uh, does it feel to have such support? Um, and in your opinion, um, how does it shape the future of One Inch? You said that some of the the algorithms, you've developed them on on the couch of of your sister. Now you're an organization that has um, resources. Um, How does it shape one inch, say, five years from now? Where do you see the organization going?
0: So um, it it was not that easy at the beginning for us. Uh, I was working full-time for Porsche. Anon was working for Nier full-time, was working on the the Rainbow Bridge. Um, I guess it's most decentralized bridge, ever built <laughs> and if I um, yeah and in in the nights we were like hacking on, on, on the weekends as well we are hacking on new features of inch we tried to release every week at least two three times sometimes it was every day new liquidity source new approach on aggregation uh, on limit orders for example and so on and so on uh, we didn't get any money over one half years it was really hard so uh, actually there are some there were some disadvantages, so my my wife left me, uh, and uh, this how it is. Yeah, this is the life, um, uh, and we have to to to, to somehow uh, live with that. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I have a, right now. I have a huge family, so I have like more That's than great. seventy people around the globe. I I'll, I'll love every one of them. Uh, we met uh, sometimes uh, in Turkey, for example, like uh, this this time, and uh, we just like talking and uh, and brainstorming and uh, trying to to improve the DeFi space at all um in the next 5 years um i I love to see uh, um DAO growing yeah uh and the project growing a lot and the market as well um how I see, we created the market, aggregation market, but there's there's more t- things to build, and we are not working only on on aggregation. We have our own wallet. We have uh, other things, yeah, uh, to just to improve the space. We release only something if we solve a problem, like we did it with liquidity protocol. We uh, actually solved the problem with front running attacks, so no one can just steal the money in, in in the transaction time. What's happening right now every day on Uniswap. And it's, it feels good to, also to, to the question regarding the investors uh, to, to to have such a great support. So uh, there's not only Binance in the first round. Uh, there's also Libertus. There's uh, also um, Alameda uh, Research. Um, there's um, a bunch of uh, other uh, great investors. Uh, Dragonfly, Hasip is w- w- one of the best guys out there from my point of view as well. Um uh, yeah and the second round pantera and uh, other uh investors they they support us uh, a lot yeah and if you is to, need something we can just ask and get it um like intro to golden Sachs, for, for example or, or uh, other uh, things uh it's everything is possible to visa and uh, whatever you want it's everything is possible uh, when you have uh good backers i would say and uh, the yeah, right. Right now we are closing uh, additional round, and uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to see a lot of new kind of backers uh, who push push us in the next five years to, uh, I would say, to the next universe and the different space as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, the story is so inspiring, and you know, I've been interviewing people on the podcast for a few months. And what's great about the space is that whenever you interview someone, the, the amount of passion that is put into the project is just. You know, something that inspires me day to day. And and I think that at the end of the day, uh, this whole space is what makes it special is how driven people are. Um, and I think One Inch is an example of, you know, things going from being really small and tough to something that's actually quite, um, quite fascinating. Um, so let me let me turn to Fabahis. Fabahis, with integrations in your scope, uh, you're probably one of the busiest people at Ledger at the moment. <laughs> What are the next milestones you're uh, looking forward to?
2: Well we we changed our, our approach with these new services uh, emerging uh, in the web3 uh, uh, universe, I would say. Um, so now we, we are changing uh, our mindset and we we realize we cannot do everything ourselves. Uh, it's not possible. Uh, there are too too many people involved in crypto, uh, too many uh, builders and so what we what we plan to do is actually help them, build on top of ledger um so help them uh, you know add ledger hollow wallet support on their dap uh, or have their dap integrated in ledger live uh, similarly blockchains can now you know try to 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 create the code themselves uh, in the ledger live code base to to be natively supported um, so we are really changing our, our mindset and trying to become more open um i think the reason is this Web two to Web three migration uh, that uh, that we are living and uh, we are really living it. So the rest of the world is actually not seeing it. I think it's it's too early yet. Uh, but in a couple of years, uh, we will see a bunch of new services where that will be I would I would call them Web three native. Um, right now, everything is centralized. Uh, you have these big actors that are you know uh, controlling everything, but. Self-custody is still one of the strongest principle, I think, of crypto. Um, And so to me, the the main difference that Web3 will bring is that you will be in control. Uh, And so if you ask me where Ledger will be, honestly, I don't know. Uh, But I think we have a role to play in in offering a way for users to keep control. Um, And so, yeah, we'll be connected to a lot of services, DeFi services, NFT services, uh, DAO probably. Uh, but the goal will be to, to let people actually be able to you know control their keys. Maybe we will not talk about keys in five years. Maybe it will be easier for people. But uh, at least you'll be uh, you, the owner of your data, and you will be uh, in charge of what you do uh, on, on these new services. Uh, and I, I think that's a, that's kind of still very much aligned with the original uh, philosophy uh, that blockchain brought to the table uh, 10, 10 years ago. So that's... What I think we we might see in the
1: future. Interesting. And and speaking of control, um, let's switch to a, a less interesting topic or a less pleasing topic: regulation. Um, it seems like regulation is a hot topic of the, at the moment, uh, especially in the states. Uh, Sergey, DeFi seems to be like one of the first targets of of uh, regulatory um, bodies. Um, how are you preparing? um Are you taking any steps to uh, get ready for potential regulatory oversight uh and how um how does the team feel about you know the regulatory bodies attempting to enter uh and open uh, the permissionless space
0: yeah uh we see a lot of um uh, news about regulation regarding DeFi, and uh, they are coming. They are coming for DeFi, and we should be prepared from our point of view. And uh, we are talking right now also with a lot of, of uh, institutions. They have a lot of money, and from our point of view, DeFi can grow uh, faster. Uh, if uh, also institutions can participate in the DeFi space, but they can only participate uh, only w- when they are compliant. And to be compliant, there are some requirements uh, which should be yeah, introduced into the DeFi space. We call it compliance layer. Uh, so we are working on that right now to offer all institutions to build permission pools, permission uh, money markets, and uh, and more. Uh, Alpha League. And um, yeah, and uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that we can we can deal with that somehow with these regulations. Uh, we are also looking right now to spin up a new company with the right licenses to offer KYCML, additionally to what already is there in DeFi space, so everyone can just pass KYCML and get more advantages by using maybe better liquidity, better rates, um, maybe also take a loan from a from a I don't know a, a bank. Which just provide uh, uh, collateral uh, on on a uh, lending money market protocol. Um, yeah, and you can do it in permissionless manner, almost permissionless manner. So you need to pass KYC ML, and um, this could be one of the solutions. But this is what we are right now experimenting. Uh, we are looking for, with uh, some institutions for test pilots. It could be huge because there are billions of money. Uh, really billions and uh we need to also try to go this way um on 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 the lisbon conference uh i i was um, had like five minutes um where i was talking with one guy from ethereum foundation and he said this is a trap Don't don't do that uh i see like why not to try that uh, what what can we lose? Maybe little bit time, but not more not less. Tech is already there. We need just to apply additional compliance layer on top of that and offer maybe both. Yeah, DAO of, offer the permissionless solution and uh, centralized uh, um, each kind of vehicle. I would say can just offer additional uh, access to additional liquidity and maybe a better quality, something like that
1: yeah i think it's going to be a few few years of power games but the bottom line is that it's going to le- legitimize and and you know uh, make the space more credible uh, with regards to the to the public opinion thanks a lot sergey was uh, great chatting with you uh thanks Fabrice, for joining us once again uh looking forward to all future integrations and to having you back once again with more news on the podcast
2: thank you Mo. It was a pleasure to be here uh and thank you sergey it was great working with you uh Let's uh, let's keep
0: in touch. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. And yeah, it, it, it was also all, all fun from our side to to work with Ledger and uh, implement everything that we did. Uh, see you guys. Thanks. Thanks,
1: Sergey. Great speaking with you. That's it. And if you want to explore crypto and NFTs, we've got you covered with Ledger Academy, School of Block, and we've also launched a brand new show called Down the Rabbit Hole. So be sure to check that out as well. This was on the Ledger from Paris with your host, Mol Sayed. Until next time, take care. Au revoir. This content is provided for informational purposes only and is the sole expression of our opinion and should not be relied upon as legal, business, investment, or tax advice. Do your own research, any loss or profit is your sole responsibility. Stay safe.